It has been just a minute since we have talked to our next guest. We had him on many, many times in a very, very contentious fight for the Republican nomination in the U.S. Senate race. An opportunity to replace Rob Portman, hopefully with somebody far more conservative than he is. The uh, winner of that race was J.D. Vance, who came on like gangbusters in the last two months or so before uh, the May 3rd election, overtaking Josh Mandel and Mike Gimmons, and now he has his sights focused on Tim Ryan. Well, does he? Because right now I'm hearing a whole lot of Tim Ryan having his sights focused on J.D. Vance, but I haven't heard a ton from J.D. yet. So I said, J.D., let's have a conversation and find out where this race is headed. And he has been kind enough to join us once again on Always Great Radio, AM 1420, The Answer. Mr. Vance, good morning, good sir. How are you? Good morning, Bob. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. It's so good to hear your voice. I mean that very, very sincerely, um, because I have heard enough of Tim Ryan already. Uh, I, I, I want to. No, I'm not kidding, man. You know this guy got it, got at it early and often, as you know, on television, and 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 we'll talk about Joe Biden being in Cleveland in, in, for just a second here. But JD, I have been waiting for you to respond to his first, or at least maybe it was one of the first ones that I saw uh, in this general election fight now for the Senate seat, in which he basically said he's MAGA. <laughs> he said, I, I, I voted away or, or, or against what Barack Obama, Obama wanted to do because it was going to hurt my neighbors and my neighbors in America, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I swear to goodness, you would think he was a Trump-endorsed candidate the way he was running, which, of course, is just a little bit counter to the record that he has uh, as a far, far left-wing member of Congress uh, since since his career began. Um, so I've been waiting for you to respond to that a little bit. What do you got for me? Well, look, it's a preposterous argument. Tim Ryan has voted with Joe Biden 100% of the time. He's been a pretty radical Democrat his, you know, at least half of, of his time in Congress, the last 10 years. Uh, he was maybe a moderate 20 years ago, but he's certainly not today, and he hasn't been for a very long time. And, and the problem with Tim is that he has such an awful record, both of what he's said but also of what he's done, and we're going to hammer him with it, and we're going to let people know who this guy actually is. He says that he didn't support the defund the police movement, but he called law enforcement the new Jim Crow. He says that he supported Trump's trade policies. But, of course, when he was an actual voting member of Congress, he did precisely the opposite. So, look, man, I, I haven't been in politics, you know, that long. Uh, I, am, I am, quite frankly, caught off guard by the level of shamelessness with which this guy is running his political campaign. But the good thing about it is he's painting himself into a corner that he can't possibly defend because his record is the record. He's been a horrible advocate for the people of Youngstown. Uh, the, the, I mean, the, the entire city suffered a great deal the 20 years that he represented them in Congress. And now he's expecting, after 20 years of failed leadership, the people of Ohio to give him promotion to the U.S. Senate. It's not going to work. And I think when people are paying a little bit closer attention to the election and when we're you know, out there with our TV ads answering his TV ads, it's going to be pretty obvious where this guy's record actually stands. Yeah, I, I hope it is. Um, but I'll tell you what, there's some chutzpah uh, coming out of that camp right now, too. Um, I want to men- mention, I, I talked about one of the earliest, which is that whole, I'm really more like a uh, conservative uh, than I am, than a, than a leftist, than a, than a progressive. Yep. The most recent one is the one in which he has a uh, sheriff, Stark County sheriff, uh, talking about what a great supporter of law enforcement he is and how you, J.D. Vance, uh, you know, you voted, or excuse me, you didn't vote to, but you expressed support uh, for defunding the police. He's the law and order candidate. He's the police supporter, and he's got a sheriff on television, in my opinion, uh, disgracing his badge uh, and trying to prove it. 
give me give me your reaction to the accusation, JD, that you do not support law enforcement, that you uh, support defunding of of uh, of police officers, defunding of law enforcement overall. Well, it's a disgraceful ad, and we're actually doing our law and order tour uh, all this week, trying to you know talk to, to to people in law enforcement, trying to understand what police are dealing with, and also trying to offer some good ideas for how to make our communities safer. And I hear from from every cop that I talk to that they are disgraced by this advertisement because you know they 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 know that basically the sheriff that Tim Ryan got to do his political dirty work is a far left hack that what he said is absolutely false, that Tim Ryan has, in fact, supported the defund the police movement. He voted for the George Floyd bill that would have ripped qualified immunity away from our police officers. Uh, that would basically make it impossible for them to do their jobs without facing prosecution uh, nonstop. He's called them systemically racist. He's called police officers the new Jim Crow. I mean, the record is just so clear on this. And and the entire root of the argument that, that I support defunding law enforcement, which you know, we, we don't have very many friends in the fact-checking world, but even the fact-checkers uh, had to fact-check that claim. Uh, it, it, it's rooted in my argument that I think I made on your show, but certainly on others as well, that if the ATF wasn't going to do its job, we should get rid of the ATF and start over. Uh, as you know, Bob, I believe that some of these federal bureaucracies, when they stop doing their jobs, sometimes it's easier to get rid of them than it is to just try to reform them. Um, obviously, we want to, we, we want somebody stopping the Mexican drug cartels from gun running. We want somebody to actually run the NICS system properly, and the ATF isn't doing it. So I think we should start over. Uh, that doesn't mean I support defunding law enforcement. It's preposterous to suggest otherwise. It means that when we have a federal agency that isn't doing its job, we should get rid of it and try to get another one that is doing its job. Yeah, I, I think that is completely reasonable. And, you know, the, the real question to me would become, you know, why isn't ATF doing its job? It's kind of like saying, well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Why isn't ICE doing its job? ICE wants to do its job, but ICE has had its, found itself handcuffed uh, by the Biden administration, and they're not allowed to do their jobs. There is such a limitation, and that is also law enforcement. Uh, so I, I and I see what they're doing. They're playing games here with your words, saying let the federal agencies do their jobs, let them do them right. If they're not going to do them right, then we need to reform them so they can, not abolish them so that they can't. Well, look, I, my, my view of the ATF, Bob, is that it has become extremely political. And I don't think this is a reflection on the agents who work there, but I think the political leadership of the ATF, the bureaucracy that controls it, has completely jumped the shark. Uh, that very often well, It's just it's like FBI, ATF, isn't it? Uh, the, the FBI obviously has, to, has some issues as well, though I think the ATF is much more extreme. And, and again, like, look, we, we, we absolutely want somebody preventing the drug cartels from gun running on our southern border, but if the ATF isn't doing that, it's time to stop it and start over. And I think that, you know, that, that approach to government of saying that, look, when an agency isn't doing its job, we need to end it and replace it with something better. That's certainly how, how, how I look at much of the federal bureaucracy. And, uh, you know, that, that has nothing to do with defunding law enforcement writ large. You're right. You're right. It does take a, a particular amount of, of, of chutzpah, of, of shamelessness. But this is the way the guy is running his campaign. And, and I'll say, Bob, I am very optimistic this stuff is not going to work because the guy's record is so clear. It'd be one thing if he's sort of a largely invisible congressman who had done nothing, good or bad, but he ran for president two years ago. He ran as a radical left Democrat. He has a horrible voting record, and he's got public statements up and down the line, trashing law enforcement, making it impossible for them to do their jobs, which, of course, you know, Bob, this isn't just about the police. It's not even primarily about the police. 
It's whether normal people can walk down their streets without getting mugged or robbed or worse. That's really why we support the police, because we love the people who are doing it. But more importantly, we think that you should be able to live a safe life in an orderly country. Yeah, you know, completely. That is everyone's goal, no question about it. We're talking to J.D. Vance. He is the Republican nominee for the Senate seat currently held by Rob Portman. Um, if you were to, last thing on the law enforcement aspect, I'm looking at this ad now and I'm reading the actual uh, 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 subtitle. George T. Mayor Stark County Sheriff actually saying, so when J.D. Vance calls law enforcement corrupt, um, you didn't, uh, but that's what they want you to believe. If you had a face-to-face opportunity with Sheriff Mayor, what would you say to him, J.D.? Well, I'd say, you know, don't you have any honor? Uh, you are actually lying about me. You know that I didn't call law enforcement writ large corrupt. What I did say, Bob, by the way, is I called the Department of Justice corrupt because it is, because Merrick Garland, our attorney general, is going after parents protesting critical race theory. Meanwhile, they're not arresting some of the criminals who are doing the worst crimes in our country. They're not securing the southern border. Uh, Like, again, there is a difference between the political leadership of these agencies and the agents on the ground. It's ridiculous that it even needs to be said, because anybody with an IQ above 50 knows exactly when I say the Department of Justice is corrupt, I'm not criticizing the field agents of the FBI in Dayton, Ohio. I'm right. criticizing the corrupt leadership. Right. That's so. That's so very important, and and that's the reason I brought up uh, FBI when you were talking about ATF. It's not the rank and file. It's not the agents. They're not. They're just following orders. But the leadership has been completely corrupted and weaponized. I think uh, by the current administration. Um, JD, exactly. I, I, obviously, I reference your victory uh, in the uh, primary. Have you seen, uh, are, are the other candidates starting to coalesce around you? Is there now a unified uh, Republican Party and, uh, and, and other former candidates, primary opponents of yours? Is everybody on board now so that we make uh, this seat better than what it is now? Not only do we keep it red from, uh, from Portman to Vance, but, but improve upon it, which is what our hope is that you do. Are, are you starting to see a unified front now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I was blessed with, with classic primary opponents. Obviously, we had a very tough primary, Bob. You sort of had a front-row seat to it. Uh, I actually saw Jane Timken and Mike Gibbons recently up in you – know, we did some stops in Cuyahoga County. Uh, Josh Mandel, Matt Dolan both came out and endorsed me the day of uh, of, of the primary. So we, we've got a great group of people. Uh, they've been very supportive, but we've, we've also got work to do. I'm not going to pretend that we don't. I, I think a lot of grassroots folks, a lot of activists, I mean, look – the, the fear that I would have if I was on the side of the voters and not, you know, I'm, I'm on the other side of it. I'm the, I'm the candidate. But the fear what, that I, I would have is, are we getting another Mitt Romney? And I think that I have a, a lot of work to do to convince people that, no, that's not what we're getting. We're going to get a conservative. We're going to get a guy who actually fights for his constituents. And I think that the way that I've run this campaign and the way that I'm going to continue to run it should hopefully show people that I am not going to get there and stab people in the back. I'm not going to get there. And, and be cowed by the media, because I, I think that's ultimately why so many good leaders go bad. It's not that they're bad people, it's that they're more desperate for the affection of a media that's never going to approve of them unless they stab their voters in the back. That's not what I'm going to do, and I've, 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 uh, I'm going to keep on carrying that message for the next four months so that we don't just have unified Republican candidates, but we've got a whole unified conservative movement. Because I, I don't want to just beat Tim Ryan, Bob. I, I want to send a message to the people who have misgoverned this country the last couple of years, the last 40 or 50 years, that we're not going to take this more. We're sending better people to Washington, and we're going to do a better job by our people. Uh, We're talking to J.D. Vance, candidate for the United States Senate. Um, J.D., 
we we just came off of what most conservatives would would agree is is one of the most successful uh terms of the Supreme Court uh in recent memory and maybe in history some extraordinary uh victories uh from the court on the areas of religious liberty and the issue of abortion obviously gun rights as well it has the left so up in arms that they want to change the Supreme Court. Uh, they're begging and trying to force Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema to vote to uh, uh, abolish the filibuster so they can pack the court and do kinds of, all kinds of other crazy things. This is the fight you're getting into, of course, if you win this Senate race uh, against Tim Ryan. Um, can you give me your perspective on what just happened in the court and what challenges this is going to make for a freshman senator if you get in there knowing what they're trying to do with the Senate? Well, one, I agree with you, it was a great term. I think there are a couple of, of, of observations I have. So one is, is something that not enough people talk about, but it goes to the strength of the conservative movement, even when the politicians aren't doing their job. Uh, the person, of course, who wrote the Dobbs opinion was Dan Belita, who I think, along with Justice Thomas, uh, is, you know, these are historically great Supreme Court justices. But if you remember, Bob, Sam Belito was originally supposed to be Harriet Myers, uh, a Bush administration crony, who I think would not have been a great conservative justice. Uh, the movement mobilized, got her nomination killed. She actually withdrew it. And then Sam Alito was the guy that we got after Harriet Myers withdrew her nomination. So I think one observation is that, you know, sometimes activists, sometimes the base of the conservative movement, you know, we've got to hold our leaders' feet to the fire and expect better of them. And I think when we do, great things can come of it. I, I think the thing that it does is in some ways it makes my job easier and harder. And, and what I mean is, uh, what the Supreme Court is really doing on the abortion issue, on a number of other issues, they're not they're, they're, they're getting out of the realm of public policy, which they should be doing. It's been very easy as as a legislator to say, well, the Supreme Court controls this issue. And what the court is doing is actually asking the people's elected representatives to legislate, to govern on their behalf, which is exactly how the founding fathers uh, designed our system. So I, I think it's a good thing. But I also think for a lot of Republican leg- legislators, uh, it's a put-up-or-shut-up time. The Supreme Court is giving us the power at the state and the federal level to do the job of governing this country. we got to do a good job with it. J.D., I want to ask you about a tough situation here, if I may. Uh, and this isn't the guy you're running against, obviously, but this is current Senator Sherrod Brown. And uh, that's the reason I wanted to get your thoughts on this. The shooting of Jalen Walker a little over a week ago, uh, some context and clarity was provided on Sunday. In fact, all the context and clarity was needed, really, was provided on Sunday when they released the body cam footage of this shooting. And uh, Jalen Walker uh, was fleeing police officers. Um, he uh, shot at police officers, as the dash cam made very evident. Then he got out of his car with a ski mask on and ran away from police officers. And uh, when they finally caught up with him, he turned around on them with his hand in his waistband. Uh, this is what the evidence showed. Um, Sherrod Brown said this, The death of Jalen Walker is a tragedy. The Walker family and the entire Akron community deserve a thorough and transparent investigation of why we are mourning yet another young black life cut short. This is every black parent's worst fear of what a traffic stop will turn into. End quote. Now, I don't know about you, but what I just read there was that the cops are responsible, uh, be, uh, rather, uh, uh, young black males believe that cops are going to kill them when they pull them over for traffic stops. This had nothing to do with the traffic stop. The death of Jalen Walker was because he fired a firearm at these officers and then refused to follow their commands as he fled them. What would, how do you respond to that? What is, your, what is your opinion of what Sherrod Brown has devolved this thing down into? 
Well, first, let me say, Bob, I haven't seen the video, and so I'm, I'm speaking a little bit out of turn here. But, you know, I, I look at a guy like Sherrod Brown's statement, and my, my reaction is this is a guy who can always find an excuse to blame police officers, number one. Uh, number two, the idea that American police officers are going around, you know, shooting innocent young black people is just statistically ridiculous. It does not happen that often. Thank God it doesn't happen that often. And very often, of course, when... Uh, when when anybody is shot by the police, it's because they pose a danger to the police officers. This is what's always missed. Is you, know, you actually ask? I, I saw this recently, Bob. That if you ask people how often police officers shoot unarmed people, the average American thinks that it happens a hundred times more often than it actually happens. Well, well, you know, it, 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 and, and what this suggests is that people like Sherrod Brown, our leadership, but also of course the media, they've given our entire country this impression of police officers that's totally false and totally destructive. Because the end result, of course, is not just that a lot of people have, you know, misunderstood the role of police. It's that we have skyrocketing murder rates in our cities, skyrocketing crime, violent crime, theft, you know, automobile, carjackings. I mean, it, it is just crazy. And what, what I noticed about Sherrod Brown is that when, you know, we've lost dozens of additional people to rising crime rates. Of course, a lot of them have been black. A lot of them have not been black. Uh, I've never seen Sherrod Brown issue such a strongly worded statement about the explosion of murders in every single city in the state of Ohio. Why is that? Why is it that these people only focus on the thing that fits their narrative and not the thing that's actually taking the majority of life in our communities? Well, I'm glad you answered your own question, because you did. It it doesn't fit their narrative. Those do not fit their narrative. Yep. This one does. You're exactly right. Okay, uh, J.D., last thing for you here. Biden's going to be in Cleveland this afternoon at Max S. Hayes High School, apparently pushing uh, the American Rescue Plan or the, uh, the latest uh, elements of that. I quite frankly don't care uh, too much about what he's here for, but give me your, your, your thoughts on his visit to Cleveland. His statement last week in Madrid in which he said the American people are going to pay these prices for gas and these inflated prices for their goods as long as it takes for Ukraine to stop Russia. Um, it was a remarkable statement. As long as it takes. And oh, by the way, he proceeded to make it even more difficult for uh, oil uh, oil companies to drill, refiners to refine, and uh, and for uh, gas companies to, to uh, explore for, for new natural gas sources. What are your thoughts? Well, and I saw his advisor said uh, that America is going to be paying higher prices on everything from energy to food in furtherance of the liberal world order, which is like, yeah, you know, uh, a crazy, like, you know, it's like one of these things that was a crazy conspiracy theory a year ago, and now it turns out to be true. I mean, look, my, my reaction is, is twofold. First of all, it's kind of funny that Tim Ryan, who's voted 100% of the time with Joe Biden, is running as far away from this guy as possible on his TV commercials and everything else. He wants people to think that he's a fan of President Donald Trump, when in reality, he didn't support Trump's policies. He supported Biden's policies, and now he's terrified to be seen with him because he knows it means he will lose an election. That's that's really all this is about. And and the second thing is Joe Biden, and I don't know if it's Biden or the people who actually control the administration, because I frankly am not totally sure Biden is all there. Uh, these guys are obsessed with imposing a vision of the world come hell or high water, no matter how much suffering it causes among their own citizens. So if, if you don't you want uh, windmills covering Ohio farms and you don't believe because you're a smart person 
that you can't run an economy on solar panels, then Biden doesn't care. He's going to force this stuff down our throats. He's going to make fossil fuels so expensive, which, of course, isn't just affect us at the gas pump. It affects farmers. It affects truckers. It affects everybody who's engaged in our economy. If you don't want to pay higher prices, too bad, because Joe Biden wants to bring the green revolution to your doorstep. You and your family are going to be made to suffer because of it. It's one of the reasons why we have to win this Senate seat, Bob, because we need to push back against this stuff and we need to do so aggressively. The idea that you can run a 21st century economy on solar panels and wind farms is a preposterous lie. It strengthens the worst people in the world. And oh, by the way, it makes our our, our world even dirtier uh, than these guys say that it is today. J.D. Vance laying it out on President Trump and his agenda. Yeah, it is amazing they said that quiet part out loud, that this is about the liberal world order and protecting it. That is exactly what their goal is. J.D. Vance, I appreciate the chance to catch up with you. It's been since, uh, well, since you won the primary election. I know we're going to talk a lot between now and November. Uh, thanks very much for the time, and uh, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Bob. Take care. Thank you. 10.30 now, time for news. Always right radio on AM 1420, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.